Welcome to podcasts recorded live at the Center for Spiritual Living in Portland, Oregon. Listen past the end of the podcast to find out more about our spiritual center and ways that you may collaborate with us. Welcome, everyone. Glad you're here. We're working our way through Daphne Rose Kingma's excellent book, The Ten Things to Do When Your Life Falls Apart. And I'd like to start with a a short little reading here. And uh, some of you may enjoy this more than others. Um, The title of this little segment is called The Benefits of Crisis. When a crisis occurs, it's asking not only that we scramble and find some tools to deal with the vexing problems at hand, but it also insists that we grow spiritually. Tough times, pain, illness, radically changed circumstances, walls that cave in, rugs that get pulled out from underneath us, floods that inundate, fires that turn our worlds into heaps of ashes, these, yes, inspire us to do something completely different, to become more, to become better, to become more than we have ever been before, Indeed, these disasters are all the ways the cosmos has of saying, we have wanted you to do something different. You didn't get the message the first time. (laughs) You didn't get the message the second time or the first hundred times. So we've provided yet another opportunity. I just hate her. (laughs) (laughs) And yet, what a perfect message to start with for today. So her suggestion, and we're going to follow it through today, is that it's time for something completely different. It's one of the things we need to embrace when we feel a crisis at hand. Before I get there, though... I want to start with some basic science of mind teaching. I think it's important for us to move forward to know what also has brought us to where we are today. And uh, interestingly enough, I'm teaching the foundations class (laughs) on uh, Friday mornings. And uh, and so I just stole my easel sheets. I know high-tech audio visuals, I agree. Uh, But I wanted to share with you something that in week three of foundations class, we kind of cover beyond the max, and just want to make sure we're on board with this. So we believe in the divine creative process. Ernest Holmes said this is how thoughts become things. And the little chart that we use will look kind of hauntingly familiar to some of our other adornments here in the sanctuary. It's the science of mind symbol, basically. And what it represents in terms of a teaching is this divine creative process. And how it works rather simply is that our thoughts, if you will, are spiritual nature, that which we believe, that which we hold dear to us, that which we understand to be true for us, that creates our experience of the world. Our thoughts become things. Or another way of looking at it is that our spiritual nature creates form in the world. And so that's the kind of the basic teaching of science of mind. And it always is there to explain how things got to be the way they are. Um, So in your own life, if you want to know how things are the way they are, you don't need to look any further than your own 
thought processes than your own beliefs, your own um, systems of knowingness. That's how things get to be the way they are in your own life. Well, interestingly enough, that's kind of where we leave it in the foundations class. I'm also um, on Tuesday nights teaching the practitioner one class. And so are you ready for the more advanced form of this? All right, I thought you would be. Okay, good enough. The other way of looking at it though is Everything that we experience has the mental template for building it. Are you getting the, the holy poop <laughs> part of this right now? So I got to tell you, the political situation in America right now is an exact reflection of what's going on in the consciousness of America right now. And as much as we would like to um, you know, put blame outside of ourselves, one of the fundamental teachings here, there's, there's kind of no escaping it, is that what's going on in the consciousness of America is what is outplaying here. And so, yes, racism exists in America. Yes, disenfranchisement exists in America. The middle class is shrinking in America, and they don't like it. Um, all of the things on both sides of, uh, of party lines that have said that is wrong with America and needs to change with America, it's all true. <laughs> Welcome to our world. And, and I also want to say that part of our trouble right now is that we're locked into feeling the pain of the experience and we think that the experience is going to get us out of it as well. And so when we pin our hopes on some outside agency to make things better, when we say that it's Washington that's going to make things better or worse, when we say that it is our elected representatives that will save us or, or demonize them and say that, well, that's what's putting us into trouble, we're kind of missing the point here. That is to say that it is our situation that is dooming us. We're casting ourselves in the role of victims here, and that's not the spiritual truth of us. If we want a lasting change in our form, if we want a lasting change, if we really want to see a united America, if we really wish to see the end of disenfranchisement, if we really want to see the American middle class grow, it's not done by actually what goes on in Washington it goes on by what is happening right here in our own heads right now because that is where the lasting changes occur. Now don't get me wrong, what happens in Washington is certainly a reflection of what's going on and so as we change our own thinking, as more and more people stand up for what they believe in and know it to be true, well that then will be reflected in what happens in Washington. Absolutely. But what's going on right now is actually a perfect reflection of what's going on in the consciousness of America. In fact, I have a, a little bit of an Ernest Holmes quote here just to piss you off. 
so this is from his book, Pray and Prosper. And he says, the reflection of an image in a mirror is an exact likeness of the image which is held before the mirror. So the law of cause and effect reflects back to us a likeness of the very image of our thoughts always. We are told that we reflect the glory of God, but how easy it is to reflect the fear and the limitations of our human existence rather than that glory of God. And so that's, of course, what we're seeing right now. It is our own fears. It is our own doubts. It is our own separation from our our fellow humans, our fellow Americans. It is our desire to polarize things and make things be about differences. That then is our experience of the world, in particular this week. It is the divisiveness and the separation that we've built up over the many months as the, the media and we ourselves have, have demonized the various candidates and the various positions. And so, and so as an out reflection of our minds, we are where we are. Okay, gosh, let's put this chart away now, all right? So we know how we got to be where we are, and it's not surprising. How do we get out of it? And, uh, and now it's time for our joke of the day. And, and of course, you've, uh, you've heard this joke before. It's actually, uh, it's actually a sweet joke. It, have any of you seen the movie Annie Hall? It comes right out of an old Woody Allen movie. So, uh, so uh, a man walks into the psychiatrist's office and says, Hey, doc, my brother's crazy. He thinks he's a chicken. Well, the doctor says, well, bring him on in with proper therapy. We can cure that. And then the guy says, well, see, there's the problem. We really need the eggs. <laughs> and, uh, and my thought is, my thought is that's a little bit where we are right now. We want to make a difference in the world. We want to see greater uh, love going on between different races, between different socioeconomical, uh, economic spheres of existence. We want to see truth and joy pervade in the world. And at the same time, we want our eggs. We want to say it's someone else's job to do. We want to allow Washington to do it for us. We want local government to take care of the homeless. We want Measure 97 to fund the schools. We want, right? We want somehow it met, we want our eggs. We want them served up sunny side without having the bother of going to the kitchen ourselves. And yet, and yet, if we want things to be different in our existence, the only place it can come from is our own consciousness. And so what Daphne Kingma says, and what I'm here to rally us around today, is it is truly time for something different. And the difference is that which we hold close to us, that which is important for us, that for which we stand, we need to support it. We need to actually do something different so that we are part of the formula, part of the solution, part of what's important. Not just that we hope it'll happen, 
not just that we wish. I, I know this week some people are, are feeling almost a visceral loss as though, as though uh, fundamental rights may be taken away from them, as though uh, the country is on a, a tipping point that could go in a way that we don't like. And what I'm here to tell you is we have absolutely the power to stand up for what's important for us and make it happen but we have to do that work. We cannot expect someone on a white horse to ride up and save us because A, we're not victims, and B, we actually have the power, the only power that exists, to take care of that business for ourselves. And so we're coming to our homework early in the sermon today, but I need to prepare it for you because it's the toughest homework that I've ever given in my many years of assigning homework, and it's also the most important homework that I've ever assigned, I think, and that is we stand for some fundamental things. We stand for wanting a strong middle class. We stand for wanting Americans to be able to earn a decent wage. We stand for the empowerment of people to be exactly who they are. Black, white, straight, gay, right? We stand for the fundamental rights and everyone getting along and glorious diversity. And how am I going to personally stand for that that isn't just about hoping someone else take care, takes care of it. And so my homework for you, even those of you who are, are feeling like maybe something has been removed or that something negative may be happening, I want you to let go of hatred, to let go of blaming, to let go of the very things that caused this situation to happen in the first place, right? When we put blame and shame, when we put divisiveness and fear, when we put those things into the divine creative process, that's what got us what we have right now, those feelings that we're feeling. And so I'm asking us to put those things aside, and your homework is devilishly simple this week, what do you stand for? And I'll even make it easier because a lot of us stand for a lot of things. I, I, I kind of did my list ahead of time and it went into a couple pages and it, it kind of alarmed me for a minute because I thought, how am I going to have a personal effect on two pages of things that I stand for? And I'm working on that. But I will ask you just to pick one thing what is something that you are worried about losing or something that's very important to you that perhaps this series of elections and debates and polarity polls and things like that have made you feel is in short supply or maybe in danger, something that you stand for and your homework is to come up with a plan how you are actually supporting it. Not just how you're wishing that someone will do it. I know, I'm getting a little confrontive here. Uh, you can feel I'm a little passionate about this. How are you actually going to stand for it? You can't leave it up to me. You can't leave it up to our elected officials. I mean, they will be a reflection of us doing it. Don't get me wrong. Washington will change when we change. 
Washington will become unified when we're unified around what we want to see in this amazing and beautiful country. The other thing I want to interject just for a second, because uh, I know we're, this is going to be podcast later today. We are in our 400th podcast today. This is the 400th podcast that's going out to the world, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, a very cool thing. And what I want to tell you is I've been getting comments all week from our listeners in other countries that are here to tell us we still live in the best country on the planet. Yes. No, no weird, bizarre, unrem- I mean, the world did not end on Tuesday. Nor, nor for those of you who are Republican, did the world begin on Tuesday, right? Right? We're all in this together powerfully. And when we put aside the, the pieces of how things are supposed to get done, I think we largely agree on even what does need to be done, how we want to see us moving forward in love and diversity, how we want us to have access to to medical care, how we want us to support our, our honored citizens as they get older. I don't think anyone on the planet disagrees with the things we want to see happen. And when we focus on those, when we stand for those, when we do what's in our heart and within our ability to do, oh my gosh, the universe rushes in. This is God's work. Do you know what I mean? We talked about it a couple Sundays ago, that when we stand for something that is in alignment with one of God's key principles, those being love and joy and peace and freedom and equality, when we stand for those things, when we take action along those lines, That bell can't be unrung. No one can take those things away from us. It's God doing God's work and provides all the resources that are necessary to take care of that. So I want to use you as an example. Something I need to own up to. So you can maybe guess my political party because as Tuesday, uh, you know, as I'm watching the states flicker from blue to pink and then red on this weird little chart I had on my computer, initially I'm going, wait a minute, how could all of these states up around the Great Great Lakes have been turning red so quickly? It's like, what's going on there? And what I realized after doing some investigation, right? I live here in the Pacific Northwest. I'm not that familiar with what's going on in the Midwest. And perhaps even shame on me, all of the good jobs in the Middle West, in the, in the Midwest, especially up around the Great Lakes region, have vanished. Now, you might say, well, I thought there was a good level of employment throughout the entire country, and it's true, but guess what happened? All of the jobs that paid $20 and $30 an hour went away in the Midwest, and they're replaced with jobs that are earning minimum wage. Now, I did not actually know the vast quantity of that being true, and what I realized, I stand for... Americans, I stand for the middle class. I am one of them in a middle class. And you know what? My shopping patterns haven't been reflecting that. 
This was a call to action for me. I am going to make sure as I embark upon my sort of crazy Christmas shopping that I am buying American, that I am supporting our middle class. I have not been doing that. What we saw is a reflection of my negligence. Do you see how the simple things that we don't even think about are still affecting what's going on in the world. I say I stand for things, but am I really standing for them, right? So back to our homework, what are you gonna do beyond wishing and hoping to really show that you stand for women's rights, to really show that you stand for equality of the races, to really, really acknowledge that sexual minorities need to be helped along and protected. What are, what are we going to do to ensure domestic uh, growth, right? The things that are important to us, and just pick one of them, how do you viscerally stand for that? So I'm gonna close today with something that I've been reading off and on all of this week. Um, and I think it's the truth of who I am anyway. And in her uh, inimitable, inimitable style, she titles this, Crisis is the Thumbtack on the Seat of Your Soul. <laughs> and so, uh, so I will close with this and a prayer. As you struggle with the components of whatever crisis you're faced with, you may well find yourself resenting that your altered circumstances require you to do some things that you've never considered doing before. It's easy to think of hard times as an insult because they break us out of our old successful patterns. But the truth is, they are brought to us by life, by God, the cosmos, the universe, whatever you want to call it. And they are brought precisely so that we will get off our duffs and break our old thought patterns. Your crisis is not incidental. It has a purpose. Let us pray. There is one power and one presence, one life, one truth, one joy, one happiness, one love. It is the biggest container of all things. I call it God. I call it love. And what I know is today I stand for it. With every fiber of my being, I take action in the world that will stand for my beliefs of unity, of love, of joy, of equality, of freedom. And what I know is that when I stand for these things, truly act upon them, truly believe in them, the universe rushes in to create my experience of the world. And so, as it is true for me, I know it is true without question for the people in this room, as we dwell on love, as we take steps in the world towards unity, as we behave in according with what we stand up for, whether it be equality or economic freedom or what, whatever is on our minds is an important to us, whatever we truly stand up for is the ultimate prayer on high. And God answers yes. And so for this, I am grateful. 
I'm grateful in the knowing that our work may not be complete in this world, it may never be complete in this world, but we are making progress. God's world of unity, of love, of joy, of peace. You know, maybe it's the things being raised to be healed, and I give thanks for them all. I let it be, and together we say, and so it is. Thank you for being here today. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you happen to be in the Portland, Oregon area, we'd love to have you visit in person. The Portland Center for Spiritual Living is located at 6211 Northeast Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. We have inspirational services at 9 and 11 a.m. every Sunday. Our mission is to open hearts, ignite minds, and to make a difference. If you'd like to support our center and its podcasts, you can donate online at www.pcsl.us slash donate. Our website is also the place to learn more about what's going on at the center or to contact us. Allow us to become part of your extended community. Wherever you are on your spiritual journey, you are most welcome at the Center for Spiritual Living.